Guys, Cyberpunk is so freaking good. Phantom Liberty is like one of the best games I played this year. You know what's not the best game I played this year? Literally everything on the list we're going to talk about today. That's right. Awful Nintendo 64 games today on. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Press Be to Cancel, your favorite retro gaming podcast. Well, unless we hurt your feelings with one of the games we're going to talk about today. This week, it's awful, terrible, bad N64 games. That's what we're talking about today. But I'm not alone. No, I am joined by two good friends, my fellow wardens in this prison that Nintendo has created. <laughs> they store all these <laughs> shitty games. Sorry, YouTube. Sister, how are you doing this week? I am fantastic. I've got my motorhome ready for a trip next weekend. I'm excited and I'm here. So everything's everything's coming up Millhouse. I can think of nothing better than escaping on a motorhome away from the Nintendo 64. Jared, how are you doing this week? I'm all right. We've got some new representation. Not a sponsor, almost a sponsor. <laughs> I have my drip game is fucking hot. Sorry, YouTube. But uh, nothing more drippy than this pile of shit we're literally going to talk about here real quick that's called a segue no that's that's masterful work sir masterful work all right look i'm going to start off by saying when i was a kid nintendo 64 was new i saved my allowance my christmas money the whole bit it was an expensive system especially in Canadian dollars i remember i couldn't get it for christmas it was sold out literally everywhere it was like i think it was like 27th 28th though just after christmas that's the one I was able to get a, a tip that a certain store had it. So my mother said, okay, go get your damn video games. I hopped in a bus, went to the mall in a shitty part of town. It was like after dark, which is Canada. So we're talking like 4 PM and I found it. I got my copy of the Nintendo 64 and I got Mario 64 and I loved the Nintendo 64. Why am I telling you this? Because I love the Nintendo 64. I do like the console. So I want to start that off right off the bat. I like Nintendo 64. I like Nintendo. Now, I feel when I was growing up, all my friends that had this system, we all had the same freaking four to seven games. We all had Mario 64. We all had GoldenEye. We all had Mario Kart. I mean, somebody might have had Wayne Gretzky and somebody might have had Turok. Ocarina of Time, right. Brothers, yeah. uh, the new Tetris. I mean, there are a swath of yeah. very good games. There are. But from everybody I grew up with that had the system, swath. it's got to be the same 12 games across the board. Swath. But there's small hundreds swath. of titles for this console. It's not a small library. I mean, I know right. compared to the Wii it is, but to, you know, otherwise it's a decent sized library. But there's a lot of trash on this console. So we're talking about bad N64 games this week, and we got a few selected here, some that we have personal experience with, and um, a couple that I actually pulled from a list. I want to see what other people considered bad for the Nintendo 64. And I'm going to start off with one title that several lists note this is one of the worst on the system, but I personally like this one, and that's Hexen. Hexen 64, or just Hexen. 
And this was a PC title that was ported to the N64. It wasn't the only uh, shooter like this that was. We had, you know, uh, Doom and Doom and, 64, uh, yeah. Doom 64, Quake. Quake 2 was on the N64, as yep. well as, yep. uh, what's the name? Not George Lucas. What's his name? Chew Gum and Kick Ass. What's that guy? Oh, Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. Thank you. George <laughs> Lucas? I don't know. <laughs> what in the hell? Am I- in my head, it was George Lucas. I don't. I don't know why I got George Lucas and Duke Nukem confused. I don't know, but Duke Nukem was also on the Nintendo sixty four. It's been a long week. Career okay? path. It's been a long, <laughs> long fucking week. I'm oh, tired. I'm, I have the video up, and the Vaseline graphics from the sixty four are fantastically in this. So, well, so let's start start off by saying Hexen was ported by Software Creations in nineteen ninety seven. It is a port of Hexen that was on the PC from, I think, 95, which is Raven software, I think. Mm-hmm. And my notes say the the bad was the, the it was a cartridge format, so it didn't have the FMV or the CD quality music that was on the CD version of the Windows game. But that's expected. It's, it's a cartridge format. But it had consistent FPS, and it says here, high detail and smooth filtering. So I guess for this couple of reviewers, we're saying that the Vaseline graphics were a highlight. Did you guys play Hexen at all? I played Hexen on the PC. Same. I also played Hexen on the PC and never touched it because my thing was back then, uh, keyboard and mouse ruled all FPSs. So I could not imagine at the time touching a controller for any of these games, which uh, which now when we play anything that's first person shooter on a console, it doesn't seem so odd. But back then, I could not have I could not imagine playing an FPS in in, uh, a controller. The difference is, though, is you have to remember that Nintendo 64 had a single analog stick. And the reason it feels normal is because you have movement and you have look on two different devices. Mm-hmm. And this is the same device for movement and look. And it just, it's yeah. weird. It feels weird. It was a weird it's adjustment jarring. doing the doing the panning and the strafing and the back and forward with two different controllers. I, I remember that transition was hard well, for... Is uh, there PlayStation strife? 2 as well. Is there strafing in this no. game on the 64? No, there isn't. Oh, well, so here's where the controls are, because okay. I was playing it earlier today. Uh, there's forward and back by going up and down, and then left or right on the stick will actually turn the character. And then the D-pad up and down will change your view, because this is one of the, the old-school first-person mm-hmm. shooters that had that up-and-down movement a little bit. There is no oh, So you had to then, literally... This is yeah. a game that required the three yes. hands... That were yep. required for the Nintendo yep. yeah. 64 controller. I gave up my third hand in 1998, so I can't play this anymore. Yeah, I lost my third hand in Nam. It's, it's. But you know what though? From this week, my research on all the N64 games, all the first-person shooters, even the ones I like, all control absolutely shitty. And I, I was struggling, and and that's my problem with with doing the testing this week. I don't have an N64 controller. I was available to hook up via USB. So I'm trying to like, you know, fandangle an Xbox controller to the PC to play these games. And I found a lot of well, them. Well, there's like, your first problem. A few other ones. I had to keep changing the inputs to make it feel mm. right. Mm. Well, so. you know, if you played it with a PS5 controller, you probably would have had better success. But really? You think so? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Better no, luck than just sure. banging my head against my desk uh, with one hand on my back. Gentlemen, we already had this discussion. Yeah, I know. That's true. Yeah, I still <laughs> don't care the better controllers. But look, I, I like Hexen. <laughs> I rented this game for the N64. I didn't have a PC when I had the Nintendo 64. 
And despite the shitty controller, I actually really liked this game. I felt it controlled okay. I liked the exploring and breaking stained glass windows. I liked the different classes. You have three classes to play from. Like I was Listen, never a huge fan playing, of Quake, but this was so good. You're playing Medieval Doom. That's all you need. I mean, the idea of yeah. Hexen and Heretic in that time was cool as hell because it was Doom, but it was all fucking medieval. So swords and magic and all that other shit. That's fucking sick. Okay. I'm going to call this game out for, for the problems that it has. And the first one is, is I'm watching you now in, in your video that you provided me. I'm watching you literally up, up, down, down, up, up, down, yeah. down. Like treat it like doom, treat it like doom where you don't actually have to aim up or down. Right. Like, okay. and then well, you, you have to, cause the flying enemies are in this, <laughs> but doom treats it as, you have you have up and down motion as far as movement, but your guns always hit whatever is aiming left to right, right? Okay. I mean, modify it so that it is simply that function, right? I mean, but, okay. And then the second thing is, is the soundtrack to Hexen is a banger. And if it doesn't have that soundtrack, yeah. oh, it's a I loss. Mean, it's true. You're not wrong. It's yeah. true. Yeah. It's still yeah. it's still not a bad port, I think. And for somebody sure. like me who grew up without the PC, I think this is a great exposure to it. And it's funny how my for me, like Man and Conquer, Doom, Quake, all those, my first exposure to those was on the Nintendo 64, which mm. is which is kind of strange. So maybe it's nostalgic glasses for me, but I feel like this one is not so bad. The but, the biggest knock against it I think I have is that it's that it's that sprite billboarding style of graphics. They're not 3D models. And on the right. N64, that feels weird to see the yeah. enemies that are completely 2D, but it's a 3D game. That's kind of strange. And uh, But I mean, it's to be expected when you realize it's a port of a Windows game. I mean, it's a successful port. I on, Honest mm-hmm. to God, I think mm-hmm. transferring it off of the PC into a console format, I think the 64 was the first group, the first console to kind of take those PC ports and put them into a console format. Correct me if I'm wrong. I may be wrong on that, but I don't recall mm. playing Doom, it, Quake, it, or any of those things on anything else that was powerful enough to handle it, it in a console format. It unlocked the ability to do 3D perspective, right? I mean, that was right. the whole premise behind the Nintendo 64 and working with Silicon Graphics was, the. I mean, it was really the first 3D engine on a console, right? I mean... You had right. 3DFX and stuff on, and you know, Rage cards and everything on, on, on PC. And this really, I mean, this, uh, the PlayStation one, the PSX had some 3D elements, but it still was like a 2D console that had 3D tacked on. Right. right. The N64, Jake, we, we talked about, about Super Mario 64, yeah. or, sorry, Dr. Mario 64, which is a 2D game. And you pointed out, it feels weird because it feels like they're smashing 2D into a 3D rendering engine, right? right. I mean, and it makes yeah. sense. So, yeah. so yeah, this this console for its era really was the introduction of 3D on consoles. And so you're also going to run into all the jank. I mean, as much as I love Super Mario 64, oh, the 3D... The 3D jank is bad. Well, so it's is so is o- Ocarina of Time is one of one of the top rated and talk boasted about Le- uh, Zelda's in 
in recent years. But if yeah. you go back and play it now, <laughs> it is so freaking broken because it's so <laughs> janky. But it's the same thing. You know, I've they gone back to- and played it and been like, what did I yeah. like in this? Like, this is so messed up. And I've seen people rage that love this game. And like, it's been so many years since we played it. They need to, they need to give it the treatment that Metroid prime got where yeah. they brought it to modern controllers. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like the thing so, that people don't realize about or of time is that there's no jump button. There's no, like a no. little auto hop and that's about uh-huh. it. Right. It's, it's yeah. the controls are kind of odd with the N64, but I mean, first generation 3D, right? That's what it is. And um, to be fair, PlayStation and Saturn both had 3D and they yeah. both got a couple of these games. I think Hexen was on the Saturn and I think Doom was on. I mean, Doom was on the Super Nintendo to be to be uh, honest. Yeah. But I mean, I think I think there's something unique with the N64 ports and how they did it. And I think they did overall well. But taking a game like this and putting on a system that is supposed to be about 3D models and 3D graphics and polygons but this is a sprite-based first-person game, I see why it got some hate. And I can see why it's on that list. To be fair, it's if I remember right, it's sprites on the PC as well, right? I mean, I think yeah, it's, I think that that's a one-to-one translation. So, okay. Well, that was a good candidate. I mean, I, yeah. I, um, it's, it's one of those, if we're going to talk about, um, I don't know that you put it on your list, but we, I did test battle tanks with an X, battle tanks with an X. <laughs> We can and talk about it. Yeah. Tell people this story. This story is something else. So, so, um, it's, it's a game about the worst version of fridging in the world ever. <laughs> if, for those that are unaware of what, a, what fridging is, I guess it came from a comic book or a movie or a TV show or something where a, a female was literally put into a refrigerator and had to be rescued. And that was the whole premise was like, it, you know, the it's that whole, the, the females can't save themselves. Men have to do it. And it's called fridging. Well, in this, in this, in this title in battle tanks title, there is a virus or bacteria, the disease that is wiping out 99.9% of females. <laughs> okay. And I don't the know. Far, far future of what year? <laughs> Of 2012? 2001. <laughs> oh, 2001. Oh, that's right. Fantastic. The game released in so 1998. Like, and they chose the like post-apocalyptic time frame of 2001. Well, to wow. be fair, you're driving around M1 Abrams tanks, right? I mean, yeah. so it is... It is <laughs> Casually, it, might yeah. I add. Yeah. Yeah. Up and down yeah. streets, going to the grocery store. I got to stop by yeah. Safeway. I better take the Abrams out. Now, I'm going to give this one... I'm going to, and oh, Sinstra says it was a comic book. Um, I'm going to give this one a mixed review because the story of the exposition is so bad. It is so bad. And then for some weird reason, it has these horrendous load times for the story at the beginning. Like it goes to a black screen and you're like, did the game lock up? (laughs) Oh, it's a, car- it's a cartridge for Christ's sake, too. <laughs> yeah. That's even the yeah. worst. Why would a cartridge have fucking load times like that? That's ridiculous. This uh, isn't this isn't Chrono Trigger on the PS1. Come on. Right. Right. So, but once you get into the actual gameplay, it actually has elements of enjoyable gameplay. You're literally just, I mean, sure, it's a tank 
it's a tank. It looks like an M1 Abrams. It's like a destruction derby with tanks. It is kind of yeah, and it has some. It has some of the greatest jank. I I love it because everything that you shoot deflates, not explodes. (laughs) Walls on buildings deflate. Yeah, and then if you drive over a cop car whose lights are flashing, it goes from a 2D cop car to, or sorry, from a 3D cop car to a 2D cop car, and the lights are still flashing. I mean... (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah. Well executed. But the gameplay, once you get into the gameplay, I mean, it's a driving simulator where you can shoot things, right? I mean, how, how wrong can you go? It reminds well, me there of is Dr- one thing Destruction Derby on, on the PS1, but with tanks. Like, that's legitimately, yeah. when I watched the arena-esque type battle, uh-huh. it just felt like the game Destruction Derby, but you were blowing shit up instead of running into one another. Right. Uh, what, no, what the thing with this wrong? gameplay, though, is you're a tank, but in this game, you can't control the turret. Again, this no. goes back to it's a single joystick game. It's a single analog stick, and it just right. you're literally driving a car that looks like a tank. It's but you have shoulder buttons, right? <laughs> well, one of them is fire. Why is so, it the trigger? Why is it the Z trigger fire? Okay, maybe it was. Hang on, maybe it was. Anyway, yeah. I, I forget because I had to use my third hand, so I forget. <laughs> I thought you lost that in ninety in eighty nine. I borrowed one from a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. Under the sink, I found it. That's yeah. right. I dusted it off, <laughs> gave it a bath. Awful. Um, but Jake, I, the reason I was holding up my finger is there is a second battle tanks, and this belongs on the bad game list. I don't know if you have it in the video. You have battle I tanks don't have in the original. video, but I, I, okay. play, I did play it earlier. Well, and let me, you're yo, right, because this improved on the, gonna be controls, the top 100 worst games ever. <laughs> so the very first. First, let's see. Hang on. I got to I got to pull up the video for Battle Tanks here. Okay. So the second one the turret moves, but it moves it's 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 hexen like <laughs> in that you turn left and it turns the thing, but if you move forward all of a sudden the tank starts to pull with the like direction yeah. of the of the of the um of the of the the turret. So it's like this half it's this half-assed version of the turret moving. Once again, we're dealing with one stick. And I agree, Chard, left and right uh, bumpers should have should have done it. But that would require a third... Wait, but that would require you to move your hand to the third position because it is controlled with a stick. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, the to me, buttons just... of the N64 controller don't make a whole lot of sense. Unless you were to play this game with a D-pad, but very few games did that. So right. it's, but I'm, right. I'm with you. The, the gameplay is not, it's not bad. It's kind of like a B game, it, but, it, but the graphics aren't the greatest. It's very gritty. The fog, the Nintendo 64 fog is legendary. And it's, it's a great example on this for sure. The the second made it a little bit further view, but the first game, all you see is fog and, and the pavement directly in front of you. It's kind yeah. of odd for how little is happening on the screen. But it's it's got its charm. I don't I don't think it's terrible. Listen, but it's not good. You know what has charm? Earthbound. That shit's Earthbound. charming as fuck. This does not have charm. This is this okay. has this has tanks that you can't move back and forth. Uh, it's ridiculous. I do I do I, like how you you have tank bucks and that's basically mm. your lives. And the first I spin the game up and then like there's a tank in front of me and Sinister's like okay you shoot that I'm like okay. 
I shoot it and then I go forward and I bulldoze into a crate that explodes and I die instantly. <laughs> there goes my tank bucks. I spend ten tank Not bucks tank to get another M. Abrams. <laughs> <It's so stupid. laughs> How it's, much is an Abrams worth in tank bucks? Ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Thus is the, the economy of 2001, a dark, dark future. Tanks are only $10. Nice. Reverse inflation. All right. Yeah. All right Reverse inflation. It's all I could afford. Wait, wait, wait. $40 I have to, worth I have of to, coupons for tank bucks. I, I have to read this. I, the virus having burned itself out is no longer a threat. <laughs> the remaining survivors of the devastation now face extinction because every every thousand males, there's only one female. <laughs> oh God! This exposition is so bad. <laughs> wow! And you're um, so what, tanks. Your, what do they call it? So you're we a bring battle tanks lord. Into the mix. Is, yeah. uh, no, that's you're only a battle lord. You're only a battle lord in number two. <laughs> oh, that's right. In the sequel and the first one, you're not yet a battle lord. Wow. <laughs> So since you said wow. this was a comic book, that makes no, no, much no, more no, sense. no, no. She said that the fridging came from a comic book. No, oh, not the game. Okay. No, no. Okay. The term, yeah, the term. That's yeah. ridiculous. All right. So I've got, I've now got gameplay up and I, I hope you had some good, some good deflation here. <laughs> Griffin Spade. Oh, oh, this is where driver. you drive. That's where you drove into the exploding containers. Yeah. Oh. And they tell you nothing, right? You no. kill it. Like, why would I expect a tank to explode instantly on a crate? Loser. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, wow. loser. There was later on, there's, um, I got stuck in level two. I didn't know where to go. And then you're like, oh, you can destroy terrain. Like, oh, of course uh -huh. you can. <laughs> you're a tank. Oh, <laughs> there was a deflating building. Watch for the deflating building. But you don't think yeah. about it. This is, this is silly. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, like the graphics it's not, are definitely it's like, like melting into itself. <laughs> yes. Wow. Literally melting buildings time, when you blow them I remember up. the first time I drove a tank. <laughs> <laughs> I like how, Jake, when you were recording this, you were avoiding driving over the vehicles. I just drove over everything. Yeah. Jake's driving it like it's an actual car. I love the backup. Yeah. I love the back. Wait, nope, nope. <laughs> Even though it's a destroyed car, I am not running over it. It's the Canadian the, in him. He just can't be mean. And the hot and the hot and the hopping uh the yeah. hopping suspension on a you treaded got, you vehicle. Got hydraulics on the that tank. bad boy? <laughs> on a Is that an Impala? <laughs> uh, Is that an Impala so Abrams? Okay, so as much <laughs> as we're bashing on this, the second one is bad. The second one is genuinely bad. The first one, I'm gonna give it three out of five stars it could <laughs> as far as the gameplay goes i'm going to give it three the story i'm giving a oh, one awful. a very solid one so and it's long it's like a yeah. five minute intro i mean what are you gonna just what long. story are you gonna come up to to be like all right we're in a post-apocalyptic world where tanks are trying to kill one another let's take all the women out Yep. That's how that's how we got here. So we got here by toxic max masculinity. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Super pups. <laughs> it's toxic it's very much a 90s game. That's toxic masculinity, the game. Yeah. <laughs> no. Actually, I think there's a lot of games that are toxic. It's got, masculinity. Wait, wait. The fucking tank has a license plate. <laughs> you know yeah. what it what? says? You know no. what it says? It says eat me. Oh, Jesus God. <laughs> 
So now I got to register man. my tank with the In DMV? the dark, dark future of 2001, <laughs> you must register and get a license to drive your M1 Abrams tank. A, a vanity. A vanity plate. A vanity plate. <laughs> this, this tank does not appear to be on our record, sir. We're going to have to pull you over. License and registration, please. So you have to go to like the TMV to get your picture taken. And they're like, what's your occupation, sir? Battle Lord. Oh, oh, this this is, I think, where I told Jake to drive over the flashing cop car lights. Yeah. Oh, and, here it is. Yeah, I want to see this. Yeah. I see so this. hang on. He turns back. I think he turns back around and I tell him okay, to drive yeah. over Hold it. Hold on. Let's see. Can't get past the spikes yet. We got it. We got to drive over no, the cop car. No. So, but I think I tell him here, drive over the cop car. And then, uh, <laughs> why have you guys been keeping this gem secret for so long? Uh, you know, this is uh, a hidden gem. Yeah, it is. Okay. So here he goes. Here he goes. Gem, but it's definitely hidden. Okay. <laughs> it's hidden so, and a gem. He just drove yeah, over he, it and you'll, oh, it's later on anyway. But, yeah, but uh, oh, there it is. The flashing lights. <laughs> <sighs> okay all right so we've talked battle tanks it's awful Yo, yeah somebody somebody got their fucking somebody got their uh, adobe for the first time and got to play with lens flares <laughs> right right <laughs> but it was wow. new for the n64 uh, this is all un untreaded yeah. ground right Except i mean you're tread. right we're looking back several years later after the release of this console and it's it's hard to poo-poo what was there at the time because we we're spoiled with what we have now with video cards and the cyberpunks as you mentioned at the beginning i mean when i played king's quest 7 and saw the crystal dragon that was the coolest thing i'd ever seen in my goddamn life and i look back on it and it was like two frames per fucking second it was so bad <laughs> but it yeah. was so cool at the time like i i, I get it and and I we're definitely got nostalgia glasses for probably quite a few of these games going through the console. So I I I kind of viewed it when I so I I I did my homework earlier this week and and Werewolf was was with me, and I kind of viewed it as they saw Carmageddon on the PC and mm -hmm. they wanted to make an analog, but they couldn't have because it's a family friendly Nintendo console. They couldn't have you driving over civilians, right? Because it kind of looks like a Carmageddon, you know. Well, so yeah. at this time, this game came out a couple years prior. There was a very successful arcade game, and it was a tank multiplayer battler. It was much like this game, although it was more more modern time frame. Like it was more present day time frame, and it was Japanese tanks. And it mm -hmm. that, to its credit, controlled great. But you're also in an arcade machine, and you had proper tank yeah. controls in the turret. Yeah movable and whatnot but this right. feels like that in terms of spirit of, a, of an arena tank game so i see with that combined with the theme of carmageddon i see where they got to this yeah but that plot that exposition is just <laughs> onkers crazy. i, like, I it's, swear it's, it's what it's the same thing before where it's like johnson this game's mm -hmm. coming out we need a plot give me a story and he's like <laughs> wait, 99.9 99.9 of women die he looks like the guy from fucking Die Hard that he's like, babe, I'm your white knight. I got it. 99% of the women gone. Die. They die. When, when, there's, there's a thousand men for one lady. How do you get her? Fucking tanks. Done. Fucking tanks. Let's get it done. Ship it. It's That's done. Sound. They're like, we ain't got time. Sure. That sounds great, idiot. 
It's, it's wild. Uh, oh, okay. So this is a game that was not the greatest for the N64, but I, I mean, you and I've had some fun with it and that's fine. Yeah. I want to talk, there's two genres on the N64 that I want to talk about this oh, episode. No. One of them is one that the N64 is known for, and one of them is is a genre that it's maybe not meant to be. So let's talk about that one first. Let's talk about fighting games on the Nintendo 64. There are some good ones. Killer Instinct is absolutely a banger on the N64. They did an amazing job there. Mortal Kombat Trilogy, surprisingly decent, considering. I mean, the the thing with the N64 controller is you do have six face buttons, technically, and if you use them, it's cool, right? So yeah, there are some the good games stick on there. too. So you could do, you know, that the half circle attacks and all the stuff that you couldn't do on yeah. the controller that you would be breaking your goddamn thumbs on on either the Super Nintendo or the look, Genesis. Look, we co- we considered it a rite of passage when you broke your thumb on the D pad. <laughs> Nintendo, boopy. On the white knight. (laughs) But you could also use a D-pad too for fighting games. Because D-pad made sense for a lot of these games. But there's definitely a lot of of fighting games on here. And a few of them were actually by Midway, the Mortal Kombat guys. Oh, Mm -hmm. these were some gems. These were some some gems. (laughs) They were all gems. (laughs) I mean. Maybe not so hidden. Let's start with with Biofreaks. Because, Chart, I think you mentioned you had played that way back when. Midway did this back in 1998. Bio yeah. freaks. What do you know about this? One? I remember renting this game at my friend's house who had she had the Nintendo 64. So we'd go over there and hang out with with her and play the stuff. She had all the Nintendo stuff. This was my friend that had all the Nintendo stuff and I had all the Genesis Sega Sega stuff. And I specifically remember playing this and I remember she called me over and she's like, we got to try this fighting game out. Let's do this. And I was like, oh, OK, let's do this. So we get in there and it's a fighting game. It's a 3D fighter. Um, you're in the future, so it's again another dystopian world where everybody is fighting it. I don't know the story of this game at all. Of course, it's Midway, so I'm like, yo, Mortal Kombat, well, Midway. Well, it's freaks, Sapphire, I get it. but Freaks Freaks is an acronym. Flying uh, yes. Robotic Enhanced Armored Killing Synthenoids. 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 Yeah, not humans. Synthenoids. Or, sorry, synthoids. Synthoid, but yeah. Synthoids. Whatever. Anyway. They had, yeah. but this game was cool because you had you had a dude that was like a helicopter guy. You had the dude with the machine gun arms, a fucking minotaur, butterfly, stabby lady. I mean, there was some cool, there was some cool creatures you could be in this game. The problem with this game is, I mean, though you could be all these cool things and you could fly around the, the arenas and stuff, and it was in 3D, which we had not seen. We'd always had side scrolling. Even Mortal Kombat was a side scroller kind of thing. The problem with this game was it wasn't really. It's not good for fighting up close like a fighting game should be. It's basically how good are you with your ranged weapons because pretty much everything had something that fired. And if you could shoot more than the other person, you were the winner. You could literally skirt this entire game by using projectiles and not a single other move. And if I... If I remember right, using the projectiles was not difficult. It didn't it didn't require like a, a lot of different hand motion. It might have actually been a button that you just yeah. pressed. Yeah. And Single it was like projectiles. whoever can shoot the most won the fight. It was but 
this implemented the same stuff because it is midway. It implemented the same stuff that Mortal Kombat had. You could dismember people. Yeah. You could take off their robotic arms or eliminate some things. There was blood. There was oil. There was a lot of really cool aspects. And, and the ability to use the full arena to like you because you basically would roll sure. around a guy sure. or something. You just saw it in the thing. It made it a lot more exciting. And as broken as this game is now at the time, it was like... It was my first like 3D fighter outside of virtual fighter and all that other stuff. I hadn't played that at the time. We played this and this helicopter dude with the flames and the spinning claws was awesome. He's <laughs> shit now, but it was a cool character. And I thought it was a cool concept coming into the Nintendo, especially like you said, family friendly Nintendo and we're taking people's arms off and shit. I mean, we didn't see that on Nintendo, right? So I tried this game out and I played the helicopter dude and I, I understand that like there are some really good concepts, but the controls are unresponsive and bad. Oh, they're bad. Like genuinely unresponsive and bad. Like I remember like holding, moving left and like literally a second later, the guy's like, okay, I'm on like, (laughs) here we go. So what I yeah. didn't like was the um so there was the one button projectiles like you mentioned Char, which was fine but the other button the B button was your boosting into the into the air. Yeah. I could not find a good use for going in the sky except getting my ass handed to me and knocked right back down. And if the enemy right. flew in the air for some reason, I would use my projectile button and there's no tracking and you would miss more often than not. <laughs> the control right. absolutely terrible. It just some neat ideas for midway. But this was such a generic, awful 3D game. It really was. It just felt like they were trying to do something outside of Mortal Kombat with the same concepts as Mortal Kombat, but in a 3D environment. Like, we're going to utilize the power that the N64 provides, and we're going to try and make a fighting game that's Mortal Kombat, but it's not Mortal Kombat. Because there was no finishers or anything. But you could could dissect your fighter or your your enemy (laughs) literally in the middle of the fight, so it was still very midway. What's the what's the uh, the Marvel uh, Midway game that is based on the same engine as Mortal Kombat? Um, uh, it's, not it's Marvel. Popular. Injustice. Uh, the DC. Injustice. Oh, Injustice. This, DC. This, it's not Marvel. This Come feels. On, this feels. Uh, you're right. DC. Sorry, I got my I got my studios it's confused. Okay. I apologize. Internet. <laughs> don't at me. Internet. Well, or at me. I don't know. Come join our Discord and yell at me. <laughs> While you're at it. While you're at it, like and subscribe. We are shilling for subscriptions. They're free. Anyway. Yeah. um, But this feels like, this feels like somebody took and had the idea for injustice years before injustice existed. Like, that's what it feels like to me. And they didn't have the right tech to do it. Right. So. Yeah. Because if you, if you look at like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But if you look at like kind of the arena movement and everything, it looks like Injustice or kind of the later Mortal Kombat games, right? Right. I mean, I mean everything's got to so. have a, a springboard, right? I mean, you got to have some kind of foundation to work on. And 90% of the time, it's not going to be fantastic coming out the gate. But we'd never seen anything quite like this. And the only thing we had was Mortal Kombat. So, you know, everybody's human. It's, it, let's take some creature. I mean, you had, kill, sorry, you had Killer Instinct. Sorry, don't at me, I'm wrong. But you had some cool like, the whole point of it, I'm trying to f- formulate my words here. The whole point of it was that these cool robotic creatures and, and beasts and monsters that you can fight and shit. And you're like, 
those guys look cool. Like every every creature you could play was cool looking. And that's the only reason you want to get it. Oh my God, I could rip that guy's arm off. No way. Oh, this guy's got un- guns for arms. That's sick. It, it, it was it was purely like not practical, you know, but don't, okay. Don't I, it's not practical, but don't judge a book by its cover kind of thing. You know what I mean? I will admit, because I lost my arm in one of the battles. And it continued through the next battle. Like I didn't have my arm in the next battle. Yeah. You and don't it regenerate. Was, it was, it was, it had moved to like swinging backhand and front yeah. hand instead of like, you know, it was, I mean, that was actually really cool. That's I neat. agree. That was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's like mutant league football, but the fighting game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, that's, that's bio freaks. And I was surprised <laughs> to see that this was from Midway. Um, so I, I won't bring no. it up anymore on there, but but they had a few other ones. They had Mace the Dark Age, and they had War, God, War Gods. All three of them are by Midway. All of them on the N64. All of them are pretty bad. I mean, I don't know if we want to dive into them, but if you I, check them out, it's so awful. I don't know if it's Midway, but I do want to touch on Deadly Arts. Because if nothing else, once again, 3D Arena, but this one was bad because there were lockers in the, in the battle arena that I was in. And when the camera moved in, the lockers got in your camera and went (laughs) semi-transparent. No game does that anymore. Like it just, yeah. But I mean, really somebody, somebody was like, you know, it'd be really cool. The camera's behind the lockers. It's behind (laughs) the lockers. You couldn't see shit. But how would that but, be? <laughs> and the boss is like, well, well, how do we handle that? Well, well, they go semi-transparent. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not as so this okay. was this was Konami in 1998. And you're right, this is a bad one too. The controls were shitty. The graphics, although they were cleaner, cleaner polygons, is that a thing, I guess? But it still looked terrible. I mean, yeah, but it had one thing going for it that I found unique. It has a creative fighter mode. You can build your own fighter and pick from various oh, different outfits, I never got to that. Body body sizes, all that kind of stuff. For the N64 back then, that's pretty cool. Game still sucks, <laughs> but it had a really cool <laughs> idea, right? But yeah, I, I like that great. Jake. I like that Jake's video immediately goes to create a fighter. <laughs> well, yeah. I would yeah. expect nothing less. Look, from I'm not saying I was looking for a boob slider, but I was looking for a boob slider. Yeah. He was looking for a boob slider. Fair yeah, enough. They did not have one, but alas. So <laughs> alas, 3D fighters. No boob slider. Not the greatest. Not the greatest in the N64. So you're thinking, okay, there's a D-pad in this controller. It's got six face buttons. Maybe it's better at 2D fighting games. Moral Combat Trilogy is not so bad. But there's another 2D fighter on this system. And this one by Interplay was hyped in every magazine I read. I saw commercials for this damn thing. It was on SNES, Genesis, and also had a version on the N64. And it's Clay Fighter 63 and a third. Ah, uh, Clay Fighter. <laughs> I-, I want this on the list for a couple 63 and a third. I love how the well, whole is... game is a joke within itself. Like, I love well, that's that a, about that's Clay a, Fighter. That's a joke off of um, Naked Gun. Uh, yeah. 33 yeah. and a third or whatever, right? That's the same yeah. damn thing. They just stole their humor. But this game has, this game is Claymation uh, render graphics. But it has Earthworm Jim. It has Boogerman. It has a few cameo characters. And Earthworm Jim actually looks decent in the game. But the frame rate is awful. Like, it's just it's just so janky. The controls, I was trying to do the super move, which everybody seems to have the same dragon punch super move, which is bizarre. 
But <laughs> half the time you don't pull it off. I pull off a different move by accident and just trying to fight the AI. Like I, the only way to play this game, the only way to beat this game or at least get a few stages in was to just cheese the same move again and again. And you'll see me when I'm playing this get in the gameplay. I just cheese the crap out of Earthworm Jim's gun. But <laughs> why this game is truly bad. Graphics, music, controls, all of them are terrible. Nothing, course, nothing is good. But the bad. thing that makes it on this worst of list is the stereotypes and the racism. And oh, no. My God, is this a 90s thing? Okay, first off, you have a witch doctor, a voodoo man who um, throws chickens at you and tells you to cluck off. Funny, I get it. Okay, <laughs> But the, the voodoo stereotypical accent, that was bad enough. Then I came across one character, Kung Pao. Oh, no. And like we're talking stereotypical, the haircut, the teeth, the accent, the moves. It like like it's just it like the poo poo platter move and chop suey like how the hell even in the nineties how the hell did this get made I don't understand this is this is bad on a whole other level even for the freaking nineties so I don't know if you, I don't did you guys play Clay Fighter No well I played I didn't Clay play Fighter sixty four I played yeah, one I, and two for the Super right, Nintendo okay. but I never touched this one I didn't realize that Earthworm Jim and you know some other other characters from other games were showed up in this this is almost like the first the first fighting game that had interjectory characters that you know we had talked oh, about in the past to no. be like like soul caliber and stuff like that where you know legend of zelda was in depending if you got it on gamecube or if you got it on something else another character for that system was in that was a kind of a neat thing but <laughs> fucking i'm showing i'm showing this yeah. on i'm showing this on the video right now this is bad this is <laughs> this is the this is kung pao this is bad yeah now like, the thing about clay fighter was that initially in the at least the first two and i'm I'm kind of seeing it here but it's like you were balls of clay so you could do cool clay shit like mm-hmm. it would melt into itself right. and it would form into different things and that's kind of neat but I, I what i'm trying to understand is why earthworm jim would be part of the clay fighter franchise because Earthworm Jim was published by Interplay or made develop, develop Interplay, and they did this too. That's the only yeah. reason I think. And I mean, I like the character he- Earthworm Jim. They even got the voice actor from the cartoon to do this game, which is oh, such wow. a waste. <laughs> is this guy oh. blocking with a walk? Yes. Yeah. This is bad. <laughs> yeah. Like this is something. This is this is a game that could never come out today. No, there's no. no, there'll never oh, be a no. clay fighter remake. We might even be and canceled there is, after this fucking episode. This game we better, <laughs> better find a new game to play because I don't want to lose our rights. Yeah. This is podcast. We're gonna get canceled. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm get, I'm getting off that screen now. Getting off the screen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so rough. So I mean, fighting games, right? N64, maybe not the greatest at fighting games. Not really known for fighting games. It's not the PlayStation, right? It's, it's, it's its own thing. There, like I said, Mortal Kombat trilogy, not bad. Killer Instinct, fantastic. It had it had a couple, but by and large, most of the fighters in the system were very generic, racist for some reason, <laughs> and just awful. So yeah. let's go to a genre where the N64 probably more comfortable, probably more better known for. Maybe let's look at platforming games. I want to start off with Buck Bumble. Okay, mm. now there's one good thing about this game. 
And I want, I, I didn't get it in the video, but for anybody watching after after we stream, I want you to go look up the soundtrack to Buck Bumble and I want you to listen to the first 60 seconds of that opening title music. It slaps. This is like one of the best game soundtracks I've ever heard. Like it just got a driving note. It just, it just hits. Buck Bumble's got great OST. I wish the rest of the game matched the, the music. Um, this is done by Argonauts, Argo, Argo Software. Was it Argonaut Software? Argonaut. Argonaut. Yeah. So those are the, the that's the Star Fox guys. So mm-hmm. you're thinking, well, well it looks Fox like a Star Fox. I mean, it's a it's a flight simulator essentially, right? I mean, except you're a mechanical bee and you got a ray gun and you're you're shooting hornets. It's the same thing. You're still a flying creature. Mm. And, it's and an you even have do a barrel roll, but, like you can do the but, the barrel roll and all but that. But does stuff. it have does it have a character that goes? Burr, 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 burr. I really hope somebody says in Buck Bumble, do a barrel roll. <laughs> Sadly, no. I don't think there was any dialogue when I played. But why this game is bad is the controls. Now, this is where I'm, I would love to play with an original N64 controller. Because when I was trying with the, this is the only game on the N64 emulator that I was messing with, where if you push the stick too far left or too far right, it got mm. real wonky. To the point where if I push too far to the left, it would wrap around and go to the right and it felt mm. so disturbingly wrong and i don't know if that was like that on the original or not but i had to have a light touch on the analog stick and the, the last half of this gameplay all you see me doing is running into walls hitting the ground flying into objects i couldn't get anywhere it, the moment i got any kind of momentum in flying to get to the next level i screwed it up by hitting the joystick too far to the left or right and <laughs> fly into a wall i felt like a drunk bee instead of some ray gun ninja like it, it was just so bad okay. this game is awful yeah. oh there you are you're just whamming into the wall yeah, there it is mm. yeah like, I, I think this one is I probably specifically designed to use the n64 controller to 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 do like the touch movements because that you you could tell that i mean playing mario 64 for example you could, there was definitely some tactile feel to using the controller. You could walk with Mario or you could run, and you can definitely adjust where you're going with that. So instead of just pressing the button in any direction, that's kind of where the start of the the tactile feel of the of the uh, motion controls would started was over here in the 64. So it, it makes sense that playing this on anything else would I would be running into walls too on any other controller without using some kind of Something that had the ability to use, like, I don't know, my PS5 controller would probably be a great candidate for this. Sure. Why not? It's not my fault you have big hands. It's <clears throat> uh, So, Bug Bumble, terrible game, but bang in soundtrack. <laughs> now, there's another platform game, which I, I, I'm not going to call a gem, but it's definitely hidden. It's a game I never heard of until, until this week, and it's Starshot Space <laughs> Circus Fever. Oh, Jesus. I had, that... I had to practice saying that name. I think, Sinistar, you want to talk about this one? But can you please yeah. start and try and explain to me why this game has big titty cops in it right from the first 30 well, seconds? I can't, well, I can't figure that out. I, I also want to call out that, like, the exposition at the beginning of this, um, you're, you're some sort of thing in space. Like, I don't understand. And the characters literally are the bad version of of the of the the trumpet from from Peanuts from Snoopy, right? Yeah, basically, but they're they're more like like 
that's more South Park than, than I guess that's true. But then they apparently come to a planet and they launch a missile at this planet. And you're like, oh, well, we're starting here. And the missile, right before it gets to the ground, halts in motion. You'll see this. Oh, it just stopped. Like standard missiles. And then flips itself over and lands on its tail. Because apparently this missile was designed by Elon Musk. Reusable. Yeah. And then it becomes this weird platformer where the, well, the main, the main space dude literally says the phrase, I need to see, we have it somewhere, but it's, it's something like, I don't have any money. I never did lol. Like (laughs) fantastic storytelling. There's this like weird, like, like, I don't know, Jessica rabbit style cop right there. But also the 3d platforming is just bad. It has the stupid, it has a stupid camera like in, uh, uh, Mario where it's the C, the C buttons and you pick up ammo and you pick up other, and it just, it's not understandable. Like, I don't know. I played this for, for 25, 30 minutes. And I still had no concept of how this game worked. Just when I thought I understood how to play and I was, I thought I was getting somewhere in that level. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I got lost. And then I found yeah. like a wooden plank section and you have to go across this wooden plank and there's these fish that jump across. So I'm trying to dodge the fish going down and even sl- the, the, the plank gets smaller and smaller as you go. Uh-huh. And it became a true platforming game. And then this game with the camera, it's ass. But the fish would knock me over into the water. And like, okay, I can swim out. Sure. But there's piranha in the water that mm-hmm. instantly kill you when you fall mm-hmm. in the water. Mm-hmm. So I died like four or five times in that one section getting hit by the fish until eventually I realized, oh, you can shoot the fish. But you have limited ammo and your right. gun sucks. Like it's not very it's not controllable really well. Right. Like, there's some ideas here with movements, but for a 3D platform, it controls really bad. The frame rate dips quite often. I don't understand the big titty cops. I, I just don't. In a game with colorful aliens, I mean, it's a French game. Is that is that why? Is that a French Maybe. thing? I don't know. Maybe it's a French. I, I, I don't, don't know. Get so it. You're closer like to the French than we are, boobs. Are the French interested in launching Quebec. missiles? Are the are the French oh. interested in launching no, circus missiles? The at French planets? are lay tired, and they'll have a nap. Then fire them anyway. <laughs> There's a callback for you. Yeah, this game yeah. reminds me as as broken and fucked up as it is. This game reminds me of Spyro, like it has the same kind of design. No, I listen. Just hear me out. It's got the same kind of 3D platforming look, right? This definitely looks like it's the basis for a lot of PS1 style platformers, where it's it's got the camera, it's got the 3D look. You're collecting shit and you're trying to kill. It, it reminds me of Spyro. It looks very much like Spyro. You're shooting this dude who doesn't die, you know, I, which I don't understand any what that's about. You got this thing following you. So it's like the <laughs> dragonfly that indicates your life. I mean, it's it's essentially the basis for Spyro. They just were like, this is dumb. Let's make a real good game. And they made Spyro instead. It's just, it's just Spyro controls so much better. And I never got oh, lost well, yeah. in Spyro. I always know where but to go in Spyro. Spyro. In this game, right? I had no idea. And it has a map. And I still had no idea what to do. Right. Right. Yeah. So this was this was yeah. not a great one. Um, 
I don't know, Starshot, Space, Circus Fever. It is no Circus Charlie, but few games are. We we have literally called it everything but its original name because honestly, remembering Starshot, Space, Circus Fever is tiresome. Yeah. No, Space have, Shot, yeah. Circus Charlie, Handjob is probably the best the best S- title I think someone Star does. Starfuckers Incorporated. <laughs> A lot of Starfuckers. Yeah, like another Nine Inch Nails rubber. <laughs> right. Uh, they did my favorite cover, uh, Hurt. <laughs> I hate it. Okay. There is, there's at least two more I want to cover for sure. And the next one I want to cover is Paperboy 64. And I'm saying this because I, I don't think Paperboy for the NES might be on our top 100. If not, I think I know what I'm picking into this episode. Or maybe not. Oh, shit. But I love the original Paperboy on Nintendo. And when I've heard there was an N64 version, I was kind of excited. I thought it might be like Excite Bike 64. It might be kind of like a, a weird imagining, reimagining of it. And it kind of is, but in Paperboy, for those who don't, who have not played the original Nintendo, it's a straight street and you're delivering papers. You're chucking them on your bike at the houses and the, and the mailboxes. And when you get to the end, there's an obstacle course and then it tallies up how many houses you delivered successfully to. In this game, you're still delivering papers, but there's a wonky 3D perspective. And it's like you have to deliver the left and the right side of the street, but you can't maneuver your bike to go from left to right very easily. And there's a few stages later on where the the path divides and it's like, it's not just a straight straight line. It's always an oval or figure eight. And it kind of forces you to laugh around the neighborhood multiple times to get all to the houses. It's really awkward controlling. And the worst part is when you need to throw the the papers, you have to aim with the stick at the houses (laughs) and throw it. But moving with the stick to aim also moves the goddamn bike and you fly off course and you hit a a dog or a mailbox. There's one section where I got hit by a car five fucking times in the same, in the same (laughs) loop because I couldn't get off the road because I was trying to deliver all the papers. And like, for those who have not seen this game, go look it up. This is like stick figures in 3D form. And it's, maybe it's a style choice, but man, is it ugly looking for a game. Or if you're listening to this podcast, go view the YouTube channel because it, the, the, the video is playing right now. And like, I, I give it credit. There's multiple streets and environments, but they're all really short. And just it just takes the fun of like, you have a straight line, of course, that you're trying to navigate through an obstacle course. And they instead they put it on this infinite loop and you're on a timer. Like you have like, I think it's like two minutes to deliver your papers and you've got to keep circling until you get it done or until you, I think you get hit enough, you die. It's just, it's like they took the soul out of Paperboy, and it's not a, it's not a complicated concept. You're delivering newspapers. It's a fun game on the NES and they ruined it by just everything. I don't understand. I don't understand any of the, the takes they did to bring this to 3D did not work for me at all. So I don't know if you guys played this one or not, but this one feels bad. No, I've only played the original one. I've never played this one. Oh, I like that you just ran over a cat, though. I, I, I I don't know. I, I, I get the concept. You've got a brand new 3D like platform. It's not a platform, a 3D platform kind of game, right? You want to add aspects. You're going to take some older version of your NES games, and you're going to make them 3D. I, I get the concept of trying to make Paperboy a lot more 3D. I, I get that's the best way to say it. But it, I mean, it's broken. It definitely looks broken instead of just doing a basic straight line kind of thing, like you were saying. And your bike looks like your front wheel's broken. I don't know. It looks like maybe mm-hmm. you should probably get that looked at before you go out and start throwing 
papers around. So I, I, I get the concept. If it wasn't broken in the beginning. It is, is by the time I'm done with it. Wait, I hit everything. I mean, it's, okay. It is what hold, it is, but yeah. hold ahead. on. I just have to point out we're in a, we're in a trailer park. It looks like, and there's two dudes fighting on the dirt <laughs> lawn, fighting on the dirt lawn. Have you never been in a trailer park before? I'll tell you well, what. I, I mean, I appreciate the realism. <laughs> <laughs> no, my immersion. <laughs> the true to life paperboy simulator. You deliver the free newspapers to the trailer park. Of course you do. It's, I mean, but I, but I also feel like this may get us canceled as well. It's, uh, this is a cancelable episode. I feel like this is bad. <laughs> We're really pointing out some shit. We probably shouldn't. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah. This, this uh, looks I'm like. This yeah. looks like a chore. <laughs> it's it's yeah. And by the second You're round of me playing papers, through this, of this course week, it's a chore. It's a chore. <laughs> You're working. <laughs> it's really you're not even getting paid. My daughter delivered papers. She didn't get paid jack crap. Nobody get nobody pays the paper boy and paper girl. Nobody car six time in the same area, apparently. <laughs> there's there's yep. there's there's no work health and safety board in this game. You get nothing. I like I like the OSHA person that's not approved. I like the person that's throwing tires at you. Like <laughs> he's just kicking him into the street. Like it's his uh, daily routine. Like it's fucking nine o'clock. I guess I better go start kicking I, tires out the street. It's, it's tire tossing time. Let's go. I got I gotta have breakfast. I gotta clean the yard and then I gotta start tossing tires. Sounds about right. Uh wow. You wouldn't wow. find a tire ticker kicker in Canada, I guarantee that. <laughs> If they are, they're they're not throwing tires at you. All right, so that's that's Paperboy sixty four. This is a bad. Sorry, game. they're not throwing tires with an I. They're throwing tires with a Y. There you go. <laughs> Technically not in Canada. I love. I Jake. see what the joke is. The look on his face is so fucking annoying. <laughs> the tires so of the Y is more of a UK thing. I know we speak different English than you guys. Okay, but the tire with the Y is, is more of a UK thing. We have the eye in Canada. We are allowed to have the eye, okay? <laughs> Lowercase J's. Right. Uh. All right. The last one I have to talk about. Have to talk about. This is a game that I'm putting on the Wheel of Pain. I'm surprised it's not on the Wheel of Pain already. Actually, it might be. You and control that's the Wheel of Pain, 64. so look at your own mirror, bud. Yeah, I know. I'll be the one spinning it this year. I know, I know. But Superman 64 on the Nintendo 64, there was going to be a PlayStation version of this, but it got canceled. There is an unreleased beta you can download to check out. It's bad. But the N64, this is this is the game that when you say bad N64, this is the game that people are talking about. This is a game that is so terrible. People who speedrun it found the most optimal way to speedrun this game is to go to the option and shrink the resolution down to the size of the postage stamp because it runs faster. It runs better. That's how bad this game is. But it's just everything from the lack of voices, the the graphics, the story. Like you're stuck in a virtual world by Lex Luthor. So you're running through hoops to, to, to get to get to Lex. But the opening scene, I got okay, the opening stage starts off with you have to fly through a series of rings. I got so fed up doing the, the flying through the rings. Yeah. I went to the menu, changed it to easy mode. And then load the stage up again, only to find out, hey, it skips the ring flying. Like, oh, that's great. But it starts you off in the second portion where you have six seconds 
to find a car and lift it and, and throw it out of way of uh, from stop from hitting a pedestrian. Six seconds. That's how it opens the stage and, on easy mode. And that's mode. on that's on easy mode. That's on easy mode. So it, that's and that's what it was, and that's what this game is. The first world. I didn't finish the first stage. It's it's multiple segments, and all of them are timed. Whether it's a minute and forty to finish these rings, which if you miss a ring, it flashes Lex wins and you start over. But you get to the end of that. You then go to this six seconds to save pedestrians from a car. <laughs> and then the next one was um, it's something like you have to like pick up a cop car as you do and fly it to the end of a road while things are shooting rockets at you. And I screwed that up several times. And when you die, Lex wins. You start from the beginning of that segment again. It's just so bad. Can I, I can I ask a question? Can are these are these kryptonite missiles? Because like missiles can't kill Superman. I guess because it's a virtual world, Lex can write the rules. Like there's a portion where you do have to beat up these shadow agents or something. There's three or four of them. And you're right. Like how the hell is a, is a pedestrian, like a, 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 a minion doing anything to Superman except the clock. I guess the clock is, is like the kryptonite to Superman, right? He can't beat the top, the stopwatch, but so I listen, I've seen people beat this game. And if you're every if you're stage trying to is lift a car like in this. six seconds, maybe don't stroll towards the car. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> well, I don't so know. Fly to fly. You have to hit the trigger button and hit the B button. And it's clunky. You have to hit both to go up oh, and then awful. start flying forward. And if you mess up the timing, you've wasted a second. You've lost. And then Lex wins. You start it all over again. The this entire game is like this. The entire freaking game. Every stage is just awful. I, I just don't get how this game exists with such a fantastic license. I really don't. Yeah. Well, isn't uh, isn't the Nintendo 64 basically where the term the cameras, the final boss came from? <laughs> Probably. I feel like that's where this originated from, because if anybody complains about anything in the N64, it is always the camera. Always. Yeah. And like some games eventually got it okay like some games but yeah just the the idea they had four c buttons devoted to camera controls in a lot of these games and it just did it still didn't work it just still didn't yeah. work we're lucky that today on controllers we have two analog sticks like I, it's hard to go back to this era and not have a right analog stick for camera control it really is so, this is this I don't is know, painful guys. to watch yeah and why was and virtual reality the place to be why was VR the place to be in the late in the late nineties, early two thousands? It was like we're gonna trap the greatest superheroes in virtual reality. They did the same thing with X Men, if I remember right. When you played Clone Wars, I, I believe you were oh, going yeah. through like different areas in virtual reality. You're like, I'm stuck in Cerebro. You're like, why? What? And you're a fucking mutant. Greatest- like the world's already made up. Why do you have to put them in some kind of pretend world to make it make more sense? It's silly. At least X-Men had the backstory of Cerebro to go with. I mean, I'll give right. you that. But I have VR right there. It's my turn to put up a vehicle card. I got my fucking VR sitting right over goddamn there. I, I have yet to have a problem fighting creatures outside of the real world. I don't I don't know. I've never been trapped in my VR before. That's news to me. Yeah. Maybe we can look forward to being trapped in VR with the, the new Oculus Quest 3 when it comes out. Well, we can only I'll hope. see if the Valve 2 has a VR stuck mode, I'll probably avoid that one. 
forever it's like track the, uh, it's like the the i think it was onion or somebody did that that controller that was like had the instant death mode or whatever that would like inject you with like you know murder <laughs> juice if you died in the game and everybody yeah. was like i i'm just totally into realism it's great yeah. <laughs> it's the real game the game of life yeah. Life and yeah. death in VR. It's just it's not, uh, not real unless I could die playing this video game. But don't forget the final boss is the camera. It's always the camera. Always. Yeah. Forever and always. Yeah. So I don't know. Lots of bad games on this list. Is there any other titles you guys want to talk about that were bad for the N64? I have one honorable dismension. <laughs> Dishonorable mention, I guess I like maybe. It. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean I I, I I don't think you have the video of it, but there's, there's a, uh, uh, there's a, uh, snowmobiling game called, I think it's Polaris something or other. It's bad. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what's that flight? Uh, what's that car game? What's that car game that we had talked about? Oh, arrow gauge. Arrow gauge. Arrow gauge. Arrow gauge is okay. Honestly. Listen it. Yeah. Here's my thing about arrow gauge. It's, I mean, it's a car racing game, whatever. But let's give it the real tout that it needs. You can play as the N64 controller <laughs> avatar oh, this the one? in the game. It is ridiculous. But your car literally turns into the controller itself. And you can use that as your, as your avatar driving through the world. I was like, wow, that's a thing. I had a good laugh about that because I was thinking about Jake watching watching that video going, this has got to be his favorite game in the entire N64 category. Because not only not only is it on the N64, but it is also the controller of the N64, which is arguably his favorite controller in the entire system. No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> One of the worst it's controllers the ever made. We, we've done that, that episode I was like, already. There's some design. That looks great. Yeah. Um, Arrow Gauge is okay. Arrow I mean, Gauge, yeah. You know, my biggest complaint with Arrow Gauge is it it has a concept that doesn't need to exist in video games, which is you do the the whole time trial first before you do the race. Mm, that's right. that's bullshit. Yeah, and then you can't you can't move on to the next race unless you are in the top three. So I never was able to get into the top three when in my like fifteen minute test run of it. So I never right. saw a second race. Right, right. I never saw. So like, these are concepts that I understand unlockables and stuff like that. Sure. Have some tracks that are unlockables, but let me go select at least four different tracks. Right. 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 So like th this uh, is a genre that's already represented on the system really well. Like you have wipeouts on this system. Uh, the extreme G G is not a bad one. Did you get wave racers or two. F zero. Yeah, wave zero. Right. Was it yeah. wave, wave wave racer 64 thing too? I thought it was probably it is on it is. And it's actually one of the best games in the system in terms of right. especially looks. It has that water, right? right? But mm -hmm. there's lots uh, of great racing games. Excite yeah. bike 64. Decent, uh, yeah. yeah uh, Mario Kart 64. I mean, oh yeah. 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 And Later. even like I was playing earlier, Diddy Kong racing also fantastic kart racer like yeah. this. Racing games are are pretty great on the N64. I mean, even the Cruising World, Cruising USA, mm -hmm. the uh, they're upgraded ports of the arcade game, and they play pretty well on the N64 as well. So, yeah. racing games were done pretty good on this system. That's one that's that's one of the strong points I think of the N64. There's no yeah. Gran Turismo, but I mean, you can't Stay throw bananas in Gran Turismo, yeah, or turtle shells. 
or tortoise shells. All right, I'll give you my my dishonorable mention, and this is a, maybe you'll get a little flack for this one. Feel free to comment below. Tell me why I'm wrong. I'm used to it. It's up to these guys. But my dishonorable <laughs> mention is nice Star Wars Shadow of the Empire, which is one of the, I think it was one of the launch titles, or it was very close. It came out in 96. And people like this game. They love Star Wars Shadow of the Empire. But I, I would argue they only like this game because of the first stage, which is the Battle of Hoth. And that's the thing I have a problem with. Every Star Wars game seems to start with the Battle of Hoth. And this is no different. And it, yes, you're a snow speeder, you're shooting probe droids, you're shooting ATSTs, and there's even there's even a section where you have to like you know deploy the harpoon and do circles around the the, the walkers. It's cool, yes, but everything else in that game, every stage after the first stage is ass. I'd love to show you on the YouTube video, but I spent 30 minutes playing the first stage and couldn't get past it because this game is also hard as fucking shit. Like, it's brutally difficult. I, I, I even played it on easy, and I still couldn't get anywhere in it. It's hard. Like, the first stage is kill three probe droids. Okay, easy. Mm-hmm. Kill two walkers. Okay. Kill a, two walkers, three probe droids, and a giant walker. Okay. And then the last stage was, like, kill two walkers, three STATSDs, and, like, five probe droids. Like, are you fucking kidding me? No. <laughs> I couldn't get past like the first shopping stage. List. But it's cool. Right, but like the music is great. It's Star Wars soundtrack. How could it not be? The graphics in that stage look great. But if you do get past the first stage, you beat the Battle of Hoth. You end up having this. Uh, you're playing as Dash Rendar, and you're there's a lot of um, third person platforming stages, and they all control like cameras. Your worst enemy. It's true. The controls are ass. There's a lot of instant death. I think there, I remember right. There's a train level, and I remember falling off the train more than I want to admit as a kid. And it was just so frustratingly difficult. There's other vehicle levels. There's a, there's a swoop bike level. Swoop bikes, they go fast and they die real damn easy or they get stuck <laughs> quite often. And it just does not feel well at all. So people who like this one, I feel like they only like the first stage and like me today could not beat the first stage because if they did, they'd play the rest of this game and they probably think it's ass. It's it's really a, a, a weird, especially when the, it's a system where Rogue Squadron exists. I want to call so out. Much better of a game. I want to call out your dedication to destroying that ATST. You were committed. You sacrificed Sacrificial yourself to destroy yeah. that ATST. You were, and, so, yeah. yeah. So you get to a point where you've taken enough damage. You look at your life counter and you're like, "Hmm, I got two lives left. Let's not waste it." And you just plow into the walker and you take him down in one go. It's it was a it was a, it was a choice. <laughs> I mean, there is there's some cool collisionary things in this game. I mean, that being the one of them where you can actually suicide into something and it actually matters as opposed to, you know, if you're playing, say, I don't know, TIE Fighter and you hit something and it's like it just keeps on going. You're like, well, <laughs> you know, my explosion should have done a little bit of damage. So at least added it to that. But I mean, this game is such a it, it, maybe it is a nostalgia thing. I don't know. This was the first chance we got to we got to fly as a snowspeeder and and take out ATSDs and ATATs and all that stuff. It's definitely it? got a good grip to it, but beyond that, I don't know if I played anything beyond the Battle of Hoth. To be honest with you, we've I remember we've this already, being cool as shit. We've already been over the Star Wars games on the SNES, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> Tatooine right. has a lot the, more SNES, parts to it than I remember. Level. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It's it's. And I, I understand people do like this one. I do. Uh, Dash Rendar is a character. He's cool. I, I have no complaints there. But but I feel like this is one where 
rose tinted glasses you're going back in time it's the first stage is great after that sure and like especially when like there's games like you know x-wing versus tie fighter i think are far better on pc than this game could ever hope to oh, be yeah. i think they ruin it with those third person stages like rose squadron came out a couple years later and that game is fantastic and uh i don't know now i want to call out because my top 100 game today Honestly, maybe rose tinted glasses. We'll have a discussion about it. Um, rose tinted glasses or member berries are are huge. They are huge, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, and and we also had a lot more patience when we were kids. And hey, if we spent three hours doing a battle, who cares? We didn't have right. life to go do otherwise, right? Right. I get it. So, yeah, yeah. I think my my top one hundred has definitely got a lot of a lot of clout so i'm pretty excited about mine <laughs> okay <clears throat> all right well so for the n64 then i guess i think we're done for the, for the topic this week i do i do want to hear from people in discord and on youtube and hell shoot us an email podcast at presspeedycancel.com i want to know what games you felt were bad on the n64 did you get stuck with one you know that game bought by grandma that was terrible <laughs> game that you didn't even want to rent it was so terrible because i love to hear it because there's a lot on the system that was new to me when I was going through this list this week, like Starshot, Space Fucker, whatever the hell it was. <laughs> Never even heard of that game before. Never even heard of that before. And I've I've played a lot of retro over the years, and I've never heard of that one. So if you have a game like that's like that you've never heard of before, share it with us. I want to know. But we've got some business to take care of. Uh, over at Press Be to Cancel, we are assembling our top 100 games we feel you need to play. And we're getting very close. I think we're we're almost up to eighty games. I'm gonna have to put a list up in the Discord, just so folks can see where we're at. We got yeah. But I was gonna say we next. got like three months to get the rest of this shit done. So yeah. Well, I will, we'll be done. I mean, I think we're pretty yeah. good. I mean, we're doing we're adding three more nominees this week. So we add a nominee. Each of us has a nominee each week to the list, and then at some point later this year, we're gonna do some episodes or an episode on ranking those 100 games, determine the best games ever, according to us. Anyway, it's all subjective. So who wants to start this week with their top 100 nominee? Char, you want to go? I'll go ahead and go first. So as most of you know, I'm, I'm fairly adamant about my RPGs and, and the RPG spectrum. And uh, I decided to go back to some roots and go back to what was called in the PlayStation 1 era, the Final Fantasy Killer. Uh, this game came out in 1998, I believe, and it is the Legend of Dragoon. Legend of Dragoon is a turn-based 3D adventure. Uh, I'm looking at the dates. Actually, it was yep, 99 in Japan, 2000 in North America, and 2001 in Europe. Um, for those of you who have not played Legend of Dragoon, you guys are doing yourselves a huge disservice. It was published by Sony Computer Entertainment, so it came out um, kind of in tandem with uh, the PlayStation 1 and was uh, designed to be the better Final Fantasy. Um, but despite this, um, it does have a huge cult following, but never made it beyond the first game. We've had people that are clamoring to get a D at least a Dragoon remake or something along those lines. So you may you play as uh, Darts, the main character, and you are trying to discover your past as you cruise through all this other stuff that's going on. You make these cool characters. And you have the ability to turn into basically a dragon-esque type fighter. And you also fight dragons and take their souls as you continue through the game. It's a fantastic RPG. It's got a ma an amazing story, killer soundtrack. Um, I mean, and, uh, with all sense of purposes, it should have been better than it was, but for some reason, never made it beyond the first game, which is a damn, damn shame. It's got 
Much like the Mario RPG, it's got active uh, attacking in battles, so you can time your time your button hits at the right time and do some cooler stuff. And you expanded on that. That so you would get uh, different styles of fighting as you were continued through the game. There's a lot of really cool aspects to this game. And if you have never touched Legend of Dragoon, do yourself a favor and sit down for a couple weekends and give this thing a fire. This thing belongs on the top 10 without question, and I'm sorry it took this long to get to it. So Legend of Dragoon, top 100 for me. I, I think we did a, a JRPG music episode or a music episode, and I think this is the game that got mentioned for having great sound, a great soundtrack, I think. It should have. It's got a rock and it's got a yeah. banger of a soundtrack. There's like there's a lot of good like rock style music that it's not like Umatsu style like take you away etherical kind of stuff it's very like rob zombie wrote this shit kind of like oh really okay yeah it's got some good chugging guitar parts into it and and I've, i was impressed from start to finish i hadn't played it i played it maybe three or four years ago and i i badged it on ra and it is it is awesome it's a fun game to play it's got a lot of cool shit um characters are all really cool it's got some hard hitting like storytelling where you're losing characters and gaining characters and whatnot um it's a great RPG, so I would I would suggest listening to Dragon Ninja. Too, literally, is there a ninja? Did you there use the ninja? There might be a ninja in there. I I don't know, but I probably <laughs> automatically didn't play best it. character. <laughs> I don't know. So that's, my, that's I never did play that. I thought it was a Check franchise. I, that's why I never got into it. I thought there was multiple games in the series, and I didn't want to get into it. But if it's just one no. game, I might check it out. No, we've been they they have literally been holding the torches up for a Legend of Dragoon remake or something, and they keep teasing people with the possibility of one. So we might see one here soon. I would recommend it. It is great. It's a great game on the PS1. Okay. Great. Legend of Dragoon on PS1. Sister, what do you got this week? Uh I am going with the Lord of RNG Bullshittery. XCOM UFO Defense. Gross. Or UFO Enemy Unknown. Take your pick on what it was called. But the original XCOM game. Okay. I don't even know how to categorize this game. Um, it's a tactical RPG, yeah. It's a well, game, kind of, right? it's 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 turn-based combat, it's tactical combat, it's squad combat, but it also has an element of like set up your base and build your base and you know, upgrade your characters and this, that, and the other. And so it's, it's kind of this combination of a couple different things, but I love it because it, it's very hard. It's one of those games where it's like, there's so much of that. Do I save a, or do I save B because I can't get to both places at the same time. Right. And so you have a lot of that strife. Like, I can't remember, I can't tell you how many times I was like, please, I want to save all the people, right? Like, it's that completionist, right? And it kind of teaches you that. But it also teaches you, like, hey, uh, this is this is a little D&D-ish. Because even when you have a D20 die, remember that rolling a 1 is just as likely as rolling a, a 20. And so when it tells you 90% chance to hit, that's a 10% chance to miss. And it happens. It happens a decent amount, right? But I wanted to, I wanted to call it out. It, it's the daddy of the, of the genre. It's the daddy of the series. And it led to some real bangers. Like the modern XCOM games are 
So this is why I'm saying this has a lot of member berries because I haven't gone back and played this version in years, in years and years and years. And I've played the new ones multiple times in the past handful of years. And I love them. I love them front to back. So I'm calling this one out. I believe it belongs on the list because it is the daddy of all of them. And I remember it being fantastic. I remember feeling like this is a new type of game and it's awesome. So, yeah, for me, for me, it's kind of like if I go back and play Jagged Alliance, um, I really liked Jagged Alliance when I was younger. Going back to it today is very difficult, but I have nothing but respect for what it did for the genre. And XCOM is like that. XCOM is kind of hard to go back to now, but you you can't not have in the list because you look at what it gave us, right? The the newer XCOM games, like you said, are fantastic. Even um, Midnight's uh, Marvel Midnight Suns. That's the same team that yeah, made the more recent exactly X-Con this. games. Well, it, there's a lot of influence. Definitely in looks and plays the same way. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. similar. So it's that style of game, and the original XCOM is, is thanks for that. So that's this is one of those like you said, grandfather, granddaddy. This is like a legacy thing. I believe it absolutely needs to be in that list. It's something that needs be, needs to be played. That's a good thing. Yeah. And if you can't play it, any or if you try to spin it up, and you're like, because it's also old school hard. Go yeah. grab one of the modern, go grab one of the modern XCOM games. I, I can, I can nearly guarantee you're not going to be disappointed. Honestly, I don't know of anybody that's been like, that's a bad game. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's just the, the newer ones are just, there's just tactics goodness. Like it really is so good. Like it just in the, you, I love how you get these characters. There's not much story to the characters, right? And they are right. disposable. They can die, but you kind of like, get attached to them and you start to really like it. And when they die, you really get pissed off and you feel lost. There's a few yeah, games yeah. where I feel lost for a character when they die. And, the, and XCOM does that. Yeah. You have the, you have the falling over in the rain in the movie and the cameras flying up from yeah. you and you're going, no, Fucking when somebody dies. Uh-huh. Yeah. not Sanchez. Uh-huh. He was my guy. He was my sniper. <laughs> I fucking need him. And you got to start from scratch with somebody else. Yeah. yeah I, I XCOM is a good franchise. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my my pick um wow those are good picks all right so my pick is <laughs> wow wow like, he hasn't even know. played mine and he said it's a good pick <laughs> well the soundtrack on yours was a good pick it yeah. looked good i like how to argue pre- with chard i like, like how games. Pre- i like how he's preloading his he's like wow those were some good picks shit guys get ready first Get ready for this turd. I fucking swear to God, if you pick Circus Charlie, I'm leaving this podcast right now. <laughs> I'm done. I'm like, hey, guys, this has been a great run. Uh, I, I, I don't know. All right. All right. Look, you've set this, I'm, I'm just going to say my up. game was made by Blizzard. Uh, you know, okay. it's not it's nothing special. But anyway, it's made by Blizzard. My pick is Lost Vikings. And I, I think no. we spoke a little okay. bit the other week about the sequel game. But the yeah, original Lost Vikings... It's a little bit of platforming and a little bit of puzzling. Hugely great uh, cartoon characters. There's a lot of humor to their banter between stages. It's just a, f- a great, fun, approachable puzzle game. I'm going to explicitly say the Genesis version of Lost Vikings. There was a version on Super Nintendo, and I think there's a PC version too. But the Genesis version had exclusive worlds and stages added to it. And it has that. And I think the music is better than Genesis, but I'm I'm a Genesis kid. But Lost Vikings, you have three characters. For those who don't know, you have three characters. One can run and jump. Yes, that's his abilities. <laughs> and the other guy has a sword and sh- a sword and a bow and arrow, so he can attack. And your third guy, he eats and burps, and I think he has a shield, so he can fly a yeah. little bit. But yeah. 
you control all three individually to get mm -hmm. through the environments mm -hmm. and the stages you're basically traveling through time trying to get back home to wherever vikings live and yeah. there's a lot of charm to the stages a lot of cool funny bits the, the all the enemies are pretty animated really well and very cute a unique style to every stage the egypt stage totally different than the space stages totally different than you know the cap caverns uh, i think the exclusive stages are like a Candyland thing it's been a while since i played it but it's really good I, very challenging I've, too i firmly support your your mm. your this thing this should be on the list as well i agree yeah i agree yeah. when i when we were when we were talking about the 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 end of life releases for the snes and we brought up lost vikings 2 i was like i remember the first one and it was great like i it brought up the member berries right yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you said Blizzard, and I thought you were going to go with like what everybody knows fucking Blizzard for back then. And you said Lost Vikings, and I went, yes, I can hang with that. <laughs> what? Wait, what were you thinking? Because I was thinking Black... he was going to go with some kind of Warcraft like denomination. I mean, two, is two on there already. Two is Blackthorn. Good. Blackthorn may need to be on the list. Yeah. I know we talked about Blackthorn before. We did talk That's about where you can shoot the, the shotgun behind you. Uh -huh. <laughs> the animations yeah. Yeah. are pretty and, good. Yeah. And you and you can like hug up against the wall and yeah. Well, we know what Sinistar's picking next Friday, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Blizzard, this is back when Blizzard made games that were good before yeah. they got bought out by the devil Activision, right? Back in the yeah. day. So all right. So that's our top 100 entries. Good entries this week. Um Feel free to check out our Discord. Oh, there's the Diablo. Yep. Diablo. Diablo 4 fan Dabble right there. Diablo in these low. Two. Two. Come on. <laughs> uh, feel free to check out our Discord. You can find links at presspeedcancel.com. Uh, you can also find links to us. You can listen to our, our show on any of your favorite audio podcasts from Amazon Music. Feel free to ask Amazon. Hey, Alexa, play Press Me to Cancel. It should work. If it doesn't. Well, I mean, I can't fix your Alexa for you. You got to set up properly. <laughs> Say, but hey, you can also check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Presby to cancel. Please do drop a subscription. We are trying to get to 500 subscribers so we can do the stuff that comes with that. So we're working on that for you guys. Um, in terms of what else is happening on the channel lately, uh, Wolf generally streams every Wednesday evening or afternoon. He's playing his uh, Wolf's wildcard wild card Wednesdays. And he plays a random game. He played, I think, Miss Pac-Man this week on the PlayStation 1, a game I did not know existed and looked interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, he's played fun ones. Um, I'm not sure you guys have been doing anything lately. I think everybody's just kind of catching up from, from the last few weeks. Work work has been uh, sucking the soul out of my body, and I've been unable to uh, do my backlog blitz. I'm still working on trying to get something out, but I promise that you will soon see something from me here in the near future. And I am... Uh a little behind on my telltale games. Uh, I'm going to get back to that. Hopefully this coming week. Um, I'm going to try to get a couple more hours out this week on, uh, back to the future, the video game, not the movie. Um, and I have, so since I've finished moving finally, although the unpacking will last me another six months, but at least I moved now. Um, and I got me set up. So I'm working on going through the Atari library. I have a few video ideas regarding the Atari 2600. I want to put together. Uh, and I also ordered a Sassy. It's an analog arcade stick, homemade analog arcade stick that a guy sells on Etsy. And I've seen nobody talk about this thing, and it's really exciting for me. So when that comes out, I'll be doing a video about the Sassy stick. And I uh, look forward to that one. Otherwise, um, check uh, Chard out. He streams on twitch.tv slash chardmonk. I think he's the only one who streams on Twitch. He's he's our bastion of streaming. And uh, <laughs> he's pointing upwards. 
And uh, otherwise, doing a little yeah, cyberpunk this cancel. weekend, and and probably some oh, continuation yeah. of that. I know October is usually spooky month, but I'll tell you what, this uh, 2.01 version update to cyberpunk is. We're sandwiching this episode Good. with the start of cyberpunk and the end of cyberpunk. It's fantastic. There might be an episode here in the near future of us discussing it. So yeah, uh, both the update back. and the DLC Phantom Liberty are surprisingly killer. good fucking yeah. killer like i've given up ball's gate three to play cyberpunk that's how this is how great it is it's really good so all right guys we are press me to cancel have a great week in a world where there's one woman for every thousand men i need a tank <laughs> Thank you.